Wouldn't it be great if your marketing could get people to buy from you? Unfortunately, that's not how marketing works. What can you expect from your marketing? That's the topic of today's conversation with Chris Hoyt. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the digital toolbox from Roundpeg, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. Today, we're going to talk about the magic of marketing, or the not-so-magic of marketing. My guest, Chris the Brain Hoyt, helps smart people succeed in a stupid world. He's the founder and ongoing mentor with Apprentice, which consults with organizations on developing intern programs and coaches young professionals as they grow their skills. He's also the marketing director for OneBridge, a data analytics and enterprise app development firm. Chris is an extremely knowledgeable marketing professional, and you guys are really in for a treat. He's an edutainer, and Chris gives fun, informative, and slightly offensive talks on marketing, psychology, and stupid business trends. Hey, Chris, welcome to the show. Hi, Lorraine. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited that we could get together or get together remotely to do this. How are you doing these days? I am doing, I think, as well as the common person, but just a quick check-in. Is this Thursday? (laughs) Yes, I think that is a very good question. We're going to go with yes, we are recording this on a Thursday. Okay. I do lose track of the days of the week. I'm sure that I'm not the only person who's suffering from that. Lately, it just seems like everything is Mun Wednesday Friday. Absolutely. I agree that if you don't create milestones every day that help you figure out what day it is, they all run together. For example, I know I've got new episodes of more than a few words on Sunday, Tuesday, and Friday. So when I wake up in the morning, if there isn't a new episode, I know it's not one of those days. Well, I know for a fact that this podcast is the only reason why I knew it was Thursday. (laughs) Well, I'm so glad you did. Okay, there will be life after quarantine. I just don't know how soon that's going to be. But in the meantime, let's talk about marketing because marketing goes on whether you're working from home or in person or wherever you are. And let's talk about expectations that people have about what marketing can and can't do, and maybe sometimes the over-enthusiastic expectations. What can marketing do? So it comes down to a few things. Marketing can help people know you exist. It can communicate your value. It can give people an incentive to try uh, your services, your products, and it can help you listen to your customers. And, and hopefully make better decisions. But the most important thing is what it can't do. And that's the thing everyone kind of gets wrong from the beginning. Marketing can't make people buy things. That's really sad that it can't make people buy things because I think most people assume that you invest in marketing, you put that money out there and people are going to want to buy. Maybe because people don't think about it too deeply, Mm -hmm. but I don't think they realize what the consequences of if marketing could actually make you buy things, what that would be and what kind of dystopian (laughs) hellhole it would build out of this world. Even as a consummate marketer, the idea that we would take away people's free will with a clever commercial is a little disturbing. Right. 
Absolutely. So let's go back and say, okay, if marketing can't make people buy, let's take a closer look at some of the things that you talked about and said, well, this is what marketing can do. If you want to use marketing to help people know that you exist, what kind of things should you be focusing your marketing energies on? I'll take a step back, if you'll allow me to say, I think one of the core aspects of a good marketing strategy is to figure out which of those things I just said is the thing that um, is most dire for you. There's always so many things you can do in marketing. And I always say tactics are about the things that you do. Strategy is about the things you choose not to do. So one of the most important things is to figure out out of all the things marketing can do, what's the thing you really need first to focus on? And if you're at the point where you're trying to focus on letting people know you exist, then that means your primary problem at the moment must be that no one knows you exist. Mm-hmm. I know when I say it like that, that sounds super obvious, but you still have people that maybe they've been in a business community for 20 years and everyone knows who they are that still will focus their marketing on putting out ads saying, hey, we're here. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's not going to really do much good because the customers are going to see that and go, yeah, yeah, we know you're, you're there. We know. But if you're if you're new, you're just starting out and your primary problem is that people don't know. That, that's a good thing to focus on. And in that, that is, in essence, the core value of advertising. It is, in the end, the primary reason advertising exists. Anyone who starts a business from scratch mm-hmm. without a very strong ad budget is being foolish because it is kind of like a basic thing that in order for people to buy from you, they have to know you exist. And it's funny, though, again, when I say it like that, it sounds simple. But so many startups I know will say, I think I'll just work on word of mouth right now, which can be okay if a few very passionate people know you exist. But people who think they're going to put a website up on the internet and all of a sudden, you know, all the billions of people surfing the internet are going to like just kind of walk by their website as if you're in a strip mall. You got a big wake up call coming Mm -hmm. because, Mm -hmm. yes, your website is live and it's public, but launching a website for the first time is a little bit like looking, putting a poster behind a dumpster in the middle of Times Square. Yes, it's in the public, (laughs) but no one's really going to see it. There's so much going on and there's so many other distractions. And so I think you you hit the nail on the head that for a company that is in the early stages, their marketing can help people know they exist if they're willing to spend money on it and if they're willing to put resources behind it. And in some cases, those resources may just be a lot of time spent on social media, interacting, sharing content, but it is time or money that has to be spent in marketing or both to let people know you exist. Right. Interestingly, you sort of alluded to it for companies that are well established and people know you exist, you're kind of further down that food chain and you're really more in that giving people an incentive to try or even listening to your customers. And I'd love you to give us an example of how you can use marketing to listen, because I think people always think about marketing as outbound. I'm going to push my message at you. Right. It's a pity that common marketing wisdom is modeled after abusive sociopathic relationships with this kind of like, I'm always going to talk at you until you do what I say. Mm -hmm. The reality is, 
you, you know, think of good marketing as a healthy relationship, meaning that there's two people involved. <laughs> you know, this is really the change that the digital era created. Before, in the old days of like the yellow pages, when you, all you had was the yellow pages, you had the newspaper, you had magazines, you really could only kind of put out a one-way message. It was very hard to get feedback for your customers. Digital tools like social media, being able to create surveys, sending out emails, what these really are, are super powerful ways to ask customers for feedback and get them involved in your product development, in your offering development, and improve your products or tailor your offerings to be something more accessible to your market or help clients overcome hurdles they have to using your products or services. I think it's the most underutilized part of digital marketing because people are just so concerned with getting their message out there that they're missing all that chance they have to listen. And you know, one of the phrases I love is people love to buy, but they hate to be sold. You know, we're a nation of shoppers and consumers Mm -hmm. customers are always, there's always something they're looking for. There's something they want. If you're in business, there's a chance that you have some passion for making something better in the world or filling a need, but your, your customers are the ones that really have that knowledge and getting at that knowledge of what the customers mm -hmm. are looking for. That that's the gold mine. And it's a pity that all these tools that really could be great for, for listening and I'm going to add the word consensual listening to that. You know, all our original startup companies have been focused around basically digital versions of stalking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I will tell you as someone who various times in his life has bought into varying degrees of how great some of these digital, you know, try to follow your users, see what they're doing tools are. That data is bad data. It, it's not healthy data you know, no matter how many email addresses you think you can buy, no matter how much data you think you get from your followers on Facebook without them knowing, none of that's really going to be actually very good data you can use. The only data that you can use that's healthy is data where your customers are proactively offering it to you out of a kind of trusted relationship where they want to help you be a better company. I learned that lesson very early on. I bought when I first started doing email marketing back in 2002, I bought 10,000 email addresses. And I can tell you that I had a 1% open rate. I, I, I got 100 people to open my email. I had thousands of spam complaints and just bad email addresses. And whatever I spent, and it wasn't that much, clearly was not worthwhile. Today, I have an email list that I have, it's grown and shrunk and grown and shrunk, but I routinely have a 40% open rate. And I think the, the list hovers around 3,000 names. So 40% of 3,000 is a whole lot better than 1% of 10,000 because these people actually care. It's quality over quantity, and that's kind of another one of those sad things about how marketing tech has evolved, is all of the analytics and the reporting is all based around quantity, and business owners that don't understand marketing will often break their uh, marketing agency or their marketing team internally. They, they want to see those web visitors go up. They want to see their social media followers go up. They just want to see these numbers going up, and the reality is you know, I, I can pay a few thousand dollars to some people in India that'll get your numbers way up, but it's not going to help your business. 
if you focus on these numbers as a matter of quantity, it's just not going to go anywhere. I, I will take half a dozen very enthusiastic kind of brand cheerleaders over 500 followers any day. Absolutely. Chris, this was great. Thank you so much for dropping by. Oh, well, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. And I'm hoping that the next time we get a chance to talk, we can actually do it face-to-face again. Yes, won't that be nice? Human contact. (laughs) Absolutely. If you've enjoyed today's comments and you'd like to learn more about Chris, be sure to check out his website at christhebrain.com. And... Be sure to look for other episodes of More Than A Few Words wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.